Dining with the Dead, an audio drama based on the stage play. Written, directed, and produced by Nancy Fulton. Associate producer, Catherine Mazur. Narrated by Summer Fall, Mark Cisliani, Gabrielle Salinger, Stuart Martz, Joe Castillon, Jocelyn Wright, and Maria Aparis. Sound recording and engineering by Kyle Tucker and Teresa Tucker of the studio venue in Burbank. Audio recording, copyright 2018, Nancy Fulton. Scene 1. Hold your damn horses, Jerry! If you locked yourself out of your car again, call AAA. We pay them to get out of bed. Hello? Harriet? Harriet, slow down. I can't understand a word. M my Jerry? What? Stop crying. Harriet, what do you mean he's... Uh... Call 911. He, he, he's not dead. He, he can't be. Scene 2. Mom, we're here. Mom? David, take off the jacket and glasses. This is a small town. Neighbors are going to think Grandma's getting robbed. Hicksville. And please bring in all those flowers on the front porch. We can't leave them out here in the sun. They'll wilt. Flowers? Right. Dear, you've got a thread loose under your arm. I do? Don't pull, it might unravel. Always cut strings off or you'll end up with holes. Here, I have scissors in my bag. There. Can I help with the flowers? Please do, dear. Where the hell is she? I wouldn't be surprised to find your mother dead. I cannot believe your father. You know that Harriet, the blabbermouth on the emergency exchange? She'll have told everyone in town. Not that they don't all know about your father already. Shut up, Tina. I don't need to hear that Dad's the scum of the earth again. I got it the first 4,000 times. The man's dead. Be glad. He's finally done finding new ways to embarrass you. I'm going to see if Mom's out back. Do you want us to bring them all in? Some of them are in pots. They're gifts, dear. Put them in the living room. Oh, my Mrs. Bell, you gave me a start. I didn't see you there. Um, Joe's looking for you. I was up in the attic looking for some photos. It's been 20 years, Christina. Do you think you can call me Margaret yet? I've asked you. Oh, I know. You have... I don't know why I always forget. My parents are very strict. Yes, sir, no, ma'am. I, I can't seem to stop. Really comfortable. No, no, it's silly. Margaret, of course. Um, please, why don't you sit down here at the table and I'll make you some tea. You look... <laughs> Have you slept? When was the last time you ate? I think I'll just stand here for a moment and catch my breath. I am so sorry, Mrs. Bell. The police, when they called, they told us how Jerry died. They called you? 
Joe's name was on the emergency card. But everyone always knew how he was. How Jerry was, I mean. Anyway, I'm just saying the police told us, so... You don't have to. I see. I guess they didn't know who he was right away. They took him to the county hospital. Whoever was there was new or didn't remember him, even though he's been a doctor forever, so... They checked his wallet. Joe was on the card. I'm glad they called you. You can't blame yourself, Mrs. Bell. It's not your fault. Please, sit down. You look exhausted. Of course. There's, there's fault. Nothing ever just happens to people. You really don't have anything to be ashamed of, Mrs. <laughs> Margaret. It happens to women all the time. Old men frequently die in the arms of their lovers while their wives are sleeping at home. It's some epidemic I never heard of. Men stray, Mrs. Bell. And maybe, sometimes, God punishes them. I mean, I know that with... Christina, I, I would like some tea. Can I make you some? Oh, no. Oh, please let me do that for you, Mrs. <laughs> Mother Bell. Margaret, dear, Mother Bell is... was... The telephone company. I'll do it. I have to keep busy. Can you clear the dining table? I think we'll need it today. Mom? Mama? We we can do that for you. You just sit down in here. Son, I can make a pot of tea. Tina can do it for you, Mom. Hey, Gran. I'll just put these on the piano. Van just pulled up with more flowers. The driver made a sign for them. He's putting them on the front porch. I was very sorry to hear of your loss, Grandma. It's your loss too, my dear. He was your grandfather. I guess that's true. We didn't get to see him much, but he was always nice to me. I think since you're supposed to be grieving too, you might want to say something like, uh, he's in a better place now, if you think he might be. Have y'all eaten? Uh, I'm making breakfast. Mom, you just sit right there. Tina and I can do that for you. Joey, I'm making breakfast. Mrs. Mom. Grandma. I'm fine. Just a little unsteady. Someone has to call your brother and sister. I didn't even try to reach them. I don't know what I was thinking. It's okay, Mom. It'll be okay. Joey, you need to call Kerr and uh, Leslie and the, and the rest of the family. There are funeral arrangements to make. We can't leave your father in the morgue forever. If only. And we're lucky, don't you think? So many decades without a funeral. Do you have an address book, Mom? Uh, I don't know who to call. I, I, I don't have anyone's number. Yeah, that's why I was in the attic. I found a Christmas list. Uh, I used a decade or so ago along with some old photos for the obituary. Your father and I haven't been very social in recent years. And maybe you can get the numbers from, from what's there. Now, you all, let me make my tea. Let me keep you company, Mrs. Bell. Me too, Grandma. Jesus. Hey, that's my phone. That's my phone. Playtime's over. You aren't a thug or a punk or a leader of the local mafia. 
You also aren't I'm a not kid the one anymore. jerking shit out of people's hands, Dad. Get the flowers on the front porch, like your mom asked, and then give it a good sweep. Oh, I get it. You're going to teach me how to be a man today? That's rich, because that happened yesterday. I went with Mom to a lawyer. She's going to divorce you because you act a little too much like a man, like father, like son. That's between your mother and me. Your job's the front porch. Where did Dave go? Your mother wants him to take out the trash. Why don't you take it out? Women can take out the trash, didn't you know? Since the 60s, women have been free to take out the trash. And you took our kid to a lawyer with you? You want a divorce? That's fine. But leave our kids out of it. You don't need reinforcements. Carrie? It's me, Dad. I I'm sorry. Jesus. It's me. Sorry about that. I was calling to let you know Dad died last night. He was at some woman's house, died mid-stroke, according to the EMTs. It would be funny if, well... Maybe it would never be funny. I'll see you in three or four hours. So hi, Leslie. It's been more than, what, two years since I got you on the phone? So I guess I'm just gonna leave a message. Dad passed away last night. When you stop dancing, give me a call. I know Mom will want to see you, and there will be some kind of a funeral. Let me know when you'll be here. Scene three. Yes, Uncle Ken? Yeah. I'm sorry I have bad news. My dad died last night. Mom's okay. Yes, it is a... Terrible shock. We were thinking the funeral might be Thursday or Friday. I completely understand. I hadn't heard Aunt Wendy had been ill. No, of course you shouldn't leave her. We'll call you again as soon as this is all chemotherapy. I'm sorry. I didn't know you were ill too. And Aunt Wendy's brother passed away? When? Just last week. It has been a hard year. Yes. Yes, we all are getting older. I need to. Yes. I'll tell her that her big brother loves her. I'm sure she knows. She loves you too. I'll call you next week, Uncle. Okay. Yeah. I'll be sure to tell her. Bye. Jesus. I forgot Wendy was ill. I should go pick up some things from the store. We'll, we'll have a lot of people. Shopping? How long did that take you? I'm surprised you held out so long. Do have an outing, dear, uh, but don't buy any food. Won't there be a reception? The food's going to be coming. More flowers to add to our collection? 
and some old lady just drove up and gave me this. She said to take it right in, and she gave me a quarter. Let me see. Louise, I'd know that tuna noodle thing anywhere. I bet she cackled like a hen when she heard the news. Always fancied Jerry, I thought. Did you tell her thank you? I don't know. I think so. She gave me a quarter. I didn't know who she was. Let's always say thank you. Even to the delivery guys who bring the flowers? It's their job. Well, well not. Are we rationing gratitude these days? Though I guess they'd probably prefer tips. Where's my purse? I have money, Mom. I, I have some wallets. Wow. Okay, how much should I give them? A couple bucks each, maybe five for the big loads. I can't believe we haven't tipped the others. My God, people are going to think we're cheap. If anyone drops by and seems like they want to come in, tell them your gran is indisposed. Uh, take their phone number uh, so we can invite them to the funeral. Oh, okay. I don't have a pen and paper. Take these. There's a lot to this job. People bring food? All the way up to the reception right after the funeral. Uh, didn't anyone ever die at your house, dear? No one ever died at ours, Mom. I went to Great Aunt Jane's funeral when I was six. And you carried in a carricade, remember? No, actually. I guess it's been a long time since I or your father went to a funeral. I don't know if it's luck or something worse. At any rate, in these parts, people will give us so much food in the next few days we'll be throwing it away, starting with that tuna casserole. I wish Louise would use light tuna. It's less fishy. It's no good? Try it if you like, dear, but use the tape in the kitchen drawer to mark the dish. These women will cook enough to feed an army, but they'll be angry as hell if you don't get their pans back. I'll go do that now. There is something you can do, too, Jane. What, Grandma? Go unplug all the TVs, all the radios, and cover all the mirrors in the house with sheets or towels. You'll find them in the linen closet at the top of the stairs. What, Mom? Casserole is in the fridge, and it is very fishy. Well, there are other things, I think. I, I don't know them all. Hey, your father was Jewish, and it suddenly it occurred to me that this is our, our funeral for him. He wasn't religious. He, he thought it was all superstition and snake oil. I don't know that I feel the same, or rather I know I don't a actually. Yeah, there is fate, I think, and uh, destiny, and more than chance. Are you sure Dad was Jewish? I thought he was Italian. Yeah, there's something about mirrors and uh, radios and TVs and uh, something about sitting on the floor. And I think it all has to be over in three days or or maybe it's uh, seven. It can't be one, uh, can it? Whatever you want, Mrs. Bell. Uh, Tina, uh, my name is Margaret. Margaret. <laughs> Radios, TVs, mirrors, I'm on it. Yeah, Tina, hey, can you go buy a book that lists all the things you're supposed to do for a Jewish funeral? Yeah, we don't have to do all of it, yeah, but we can do some. 
Yeah, something with pictures, maybe. Yes. May I buy coffee and bring it back? Yes. Yeah, that'd be fine. I think I'll get dressed now. Hi, Meg. Yeah, I'm here. It's a new number. Cell reception is crap. I'm using a landline. Did you cancel all my appointments? Even the meetings with Helen? Thanks. Flowers? Did I get the ones the office sent? Probably. Things are a bit chaotic. Scene four. What's it say? Your dad was Jewish? <laughs> Yet another thing I didn't know. I didn't know either. Well, it's impossible. It turns out they've had this religion for a while, and they have some rules. For example, that bacon salad that just came, we can't eat that. We can only do our best. We'll make your mother a laughing stock if we try to pull this off here. Rabbis, kosher food, sitting on the floor. There's got to be a synagogue somewhere in the county. Hi, Mr. Rabbi. This sexual deviant doctor who wanted nothing to do with you for 70 years needs to be buried. Oh, and we're Protestant if we aren't atheists, and all the guests will be Baptists, so... You're the one who told her she could have what she wants. She wanted something, and I wanted to give it to her. Your dad screwed whoever he wanted for 50 years. Let's just keep talking about the funeral, okay? You have a lifetime to torture me for the other things. I was talking about your dad, not you. But I get it. Like your mom, I get to keep my mouth shut. You look beautiful, Mrs. M <laughs> Margaret. I bought the Sioux for a cruise we went on a decade ago, maybe more. It hangs on me. I need to step out for a bit. Where do you need to go, Mom? I'll drive you. No, dear, I, I can manage. You're going to let her drive? I can't take away her keys. I just got here. More flowers. Someone named Helen and Uncle Cares here. He brought an Xbox and the new Grand Theft Auto. Viciously violent. I knew you'd approve. You're out of luck. No games this visit. Who says? Mom. No electronics. Apparently, Dad was Jewish. Your dad was Jewish? Don't look at me, love. Last I heard, he was a homophobic redneck. <laughs> Did he have a mid-fuck conversion? Hmm, last year's mistress Helen is all caught up on current events. Isn't that interesting? How'd you have time to call her, Joe? My dad was a homophobic Jewish doctor. Does that make it better or worse, Josh? He was an atheist who didn't give a rat's ass about anyone except himself. You can go now. Uh, Josh, is it? Thanks for dropping care off. It's good to know he still has some friends. No, no. I brought him with me. This is Josh. He's my lover, big brother. I'm Jewish, if that counts for anything. Okay, well... This isn't a good time to get to know us, Josh, and this isn't the best small town to be gay in. He's staying. This is about mom care. Dad died screwing another woman, so this ship has sailed, bro. 
And having a gay son is all the rage now, even in the Bible Belt. Come on. Mom has to live here. Joey, if Josh goes, I go too. I'd written you all off already. I don't need this pissant little town. My do-nothing parents, my idiot sister, or my asshole big brother. I came here because Josh, my God, he is a hero, doesn't write people off. He brought me. So if he goes, I won't stay. This just came. Can we have some now or do we have to wait till the funeral? Because it's getting dark and lunch was a long time ago. Have some and give a piece to your brother. And me. So, Dad was still screwing around on Mom. My God, what an old goat. Bet Harry Hat spilled that all over town. She still work at the emergency switchboard? I don't know. You grew up in the big city, so you all had shit to do. Out here, man, there was nothing. My parents and the Pritchards, Harriet and Bill, 23-hour pinochle games, I shit you not. My folks play cards, too. Here's the cake. Ah, uh, I hate these folks, but love their cooking. Butter, eggs, everything from scratch. Take David this cake and hang around outside. We need some adult time. Okay, but Daddy, I know what words like mistress, gay, and divorce mean. Yes, you do. Takes after Mom, doesn't she? I hope things go better for her. Look at this house. Mom and Dad did well in this town, and she loved the jerk. I never had the impression they were unhappy. He just had his ways. Here, you can't make this more of a freak show. Are you still on about that? It's decided. You brought Tina. We have two kids. We're married. Not for long, it sounds like. That's not the point. What is the point is that I'm not going to have two lives anymore, Joe. This is me. I'm gay. I'm happy about it. I'm gay about it, in fact. Josh, he's been mine, and we've been each other's for five years now. We own a place, have a life. We're thinking about having kids. And I'd cut off my arm. I'd absolutely slit my own throat before I let him walk out of here without me. It's never, ever going to happen. Do you get that? Stop asking him to leave. In fact... I require that you love him, too. I learned to see the good in Christina. Hello. The who? Oh, I'm sorry. We were going to pick him up tomorrow, if that's... It was to be today? I don't think that's possible. Tell them we'll have the body picked up in a couple of hours. We just have to finalize the arrangements. I, uh, okay. I guess I'll see what I can do. Can we have a couple of hours? Thank you. We have to go get Dad. How? In our pickup truck? Carrie, love, your dad was pronounced dead at the hospital. He's in the morgue. It's a tiny little room in the basement of some little county facility. It's dining room only down there, and they'll have to pack corpses and ice bags unless we get him moved somewhere else. Oh. I don't know where to take him. Give me the phone book. How quaint. They still make those? Looks like you've got all of two mortuaries in town, so I'm thinking he'll be going to one of them. Let's make calls in the car. There's no reception here. Car? 
Why do we have to go anywhere? You really are new at this. Evil people never die, and we're all bad to the bone. We have to sign some papers and pick out a casket. I thought we might cremate. Is he Jewish? I mean, are you burying him as a Jew? Ostensibly. Then he's not being cremated. Don't even suggest it. I should tell Tina to watch the kids. Bring them with us. You want the first pine box they pick out to be for you or your wife? This is how people learn these things, at least in my family. Yeah, in our family. Scene five. Fuck you, you stupid old man. You stupid evil old man. I'm glad you're here. Did you hear me? I'm glad. <laughs> Another casserole? Aunt Leslie, what happened? Are you okay? It's okay. It's okay, Aunt Les. It's okay. Take this napkin off the pie. Your face is... How many thousand? And that's not counting the plot or a service? Death is a racket. Les? Les? What a nightmare! I think I'll clean up the glass. What happened? We had a little grief. Picked out a coffin. There's a fucking shoebox! Tell you what, let's burn him up. Stick him up in the shoebox and bury him in the oven. Leslie! Oh, what's the matter, Joe? Can't you stand a little truth? He's dead, Leslie. It's all over. I thought it would be. I thought I've prayed for this day. I imagined it. Now you're like, I want to blow my brains out. Why don't you sit down, Margaret? I'll serve up some dinner. Oh, oh, baby, I, I, I miss you so much. I, I, I didn't know if you would come. Are you okay, Mom? She sit down. Oh, Mom. I, I'm so exhausted. I, I knew this day might come. I, I always knew, but, but now it's here now. I, I don't think I can get through. It's okay, Mom. Oh, honey, it's not okay. It's never going to be okay. It's, it's every nightmare I've ever had. I thought I'd go first. Um, I haven't well. Uh, I take a dozen things every day. Hey, Jerry, one little pill for high blood pressure, and, and, and now I keep thinking it's okay. I, 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 I can get through this. Uh, Jerry's gone, but, but I'll be the next to die. This is the last, this is the last loss. Uh, but then I'll see y'all and think, uh, you never know. That's not how it works. I couldn't bear it. I really couldn't. Mom, it'll be okay. We aren't going anywhere. Of course not. Of course. Um, Mrs. Bell? M Margaret. Margaret. We picked a coffin and chose the gravesite this afternoon, but if you want a Jewish service and your husband didn't go to the temple, then we have to find someone who can help us with that. The synagogue two towns over, the rabbi is a very nice man. 
but they are very conservative, and he has lots of questions about Jerry. How do you know he was Jewish? Are there any records? Where did his parents live? Yeah, they, they were uh, Czech. Uh, his parents died in the war. They sent him over with non-Jewish friends when they couldn't get him out. He came as one of their kids. What's all this crap about Dad being a Jew? He was an amoral atheist asshole. Is, is that one of his bastards? Some brother I don't know? There are probably a hundred of them. Jesus, Leslie. I'm Josh, Carrie's boyfriend. More than that. Finally. Coming out to the whole town, eh, Care? Great. Too bad Dad's not here to see it. He hated gays. Called them faggots. No, he didn't. He dear. He feared them, and later he feared for his son. In our day, it was a hard life. People were cruel. He thought Care... He was in no position to judge anyone. He was raped by a man when he was four and Dad never... was raped? Good. Excellent. That's the best news My I've... dear, get out! This is... This is my house! His house, and you have to go! Stop. Mother, please. We're all overwhelmed. Come on, Les. I'll get you a hotel in town, and, and, and we'll talk. No. I have a right to be here. Les, you don't have a right to say you were glad a four-year-old, any four-year-old was raped. No one has that right. I'm not leaving. Someone has to be here to make sure he's remembered as he was. Another bean casserole, <laughs> and I saw more food on the porch. How many women does this town have anyway? Yeah, whoever left the food, they heard us fighting. That's why they didn't knock. I need to lie down. Jane, run up and keep your grandma company. She shouldn't be alone. Dave, let's make up the beds upstairs and the couches in the living room so people can sleep. Do you two want to take the couches or get a hotel? My old room will do fine. <laughs> kind of a fantasy, actually. Of course. You don't have to be spiteful, Care. Tina's just trying to protect her kids. I thought she was just asking where I wanted to sleep. Maybe I'm just following your example, sis. Behave any way I like, no matter how it makes others feel. Come on, let's go get some food. Eat here. We've got enough food to feed an army. I need a break. The end. I'm starting to wonder if I can handle this family even with Dad gone. Maybe it is goodbye after all. Why do I need all this venom in my life? At its very worst, the food and company here beats what you'll find at Denny's, the Red Rooster, Luigi's Pizza, and Maxine Chow's. Oops. Actually, it's already too late for Chow's. Can I have more of the cake? Get you some. I'm going to try to kill myself with the food. Scene six. Everything's mushy. It's like they don't think people have teeth. Maybe because it was out all day, it's after midnight. People cook what will freeze well. Mushy's good. No one's eating the salad, you notice. Food's better than flowers. I always send flowers, but from now on, I I'm going to bake something. Flowers what people in the city do. They have good food all around them. 
flowers of what's in scarce supply. How have you been, Les? It's been so long since I knew. Oh, I'm as screwed up as ever. I have a new job, just like my old job. I shuffle paper from court to lawyer, lawyer to court. I fix other people's mistakes all day long. I live alone because my cat died and I can't handle losing another. I don't make enough to buy a place and I never will. I never go on vacation because I've got no one to go on vacation with. That's my life. A big, deep hole. Have you seen anyone? Like a shrink. Tina and I see one. Seems to help. Y'all are getting a divorce, Dad. That came as something of a shock to me, son. I thought we were doing better. We can talk till we're blue in the face, Joe. Did I want you to screw all those women? No. Do I want to meet them and see their sly smiles at every office party? No. Lots of people survive infidelity without getting a divorce. I told you to fire them. You never did. And I told you that's vindictive and illegal. One of those women was just made partner. I really can't fire her. I'd have to leave a company I built from the ground up for four, four month error in judgment. Well, you've made your choice then. I'm not like your mother. I'm sorry, Mrs. Bell. I suppose I'll, I'll sound ancient if I say you children are preoccupied with sex. Who, who is having it? Who is not with who and why? The world can burn down around you. Who has sex with who is all that matters. No, I haven't seen anyone. Whatever you're doing doesn't seem to be working. You're not happy, and you never have been, right? Why not try something new? Because I don't need Band-Aids or platitudes. Uh, I think when you get married, you're buying to giving your partner a little privacy. You forget to mention in polite company that they routinely forget to flush the toilet. You don't talk about the toenail clippings you found around the floor, the dirty underwear they leave in the bathroom. I meant no disrespect, Mrs. Bell. Or the preferred sex acts. And my husband was pulled out of his home and thrown on a boat with strangers at a ripe old age of four. He got cornered and raped by some ass in the, in the boat who, upon seeing a circumcised penis, called him a dirty Jew. Jerry arrived at Ellis Island wanting to be anything but Jewish and scarred by many kinds of mistreatment and many years of deprivation. He was left with a, an intellect, a, a desire to help people and strong opinions about everything. He was certain the world owed him something. And for the record, my husband was devoted to me. We loved one another very much, and we both loved our children very much. You assume I didn't know about or condone the affairs he had, and that I didn't have any of my own. I'm at a loss that you think I'm that stupid. I... Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I, um... I guess I'm saying that lifestyle wouldn't suit me. I don't see how my marriage is relevant to your relationship with my son. And Leslie, I used to think I've done something wrong with you, that I hadn't loved you enough, hadn't been able to look past your differences, but now I see. You're just like your father. You literally believe this world owes you something. Don't you say that. 
Don't you ever say that. I, I'm nothing like him. I know you both. And you are apples from the same tree. No kindness is ever enough to undo. The shit he put me through? Put us all through? You can't whitewash that. You can't explain it away. And it wasn't just the sex. He didn't love me. Remember him keeping me up to 4 a.m. to do my homework? You were nine, and you wouldn't even start writing because you were afraid you'd have to erase something. He was trying to help. I remember that. Jeez, Leslie. It didn't have to be right. You could have doodled in the answer boxes. He wanted a mark, any mark on the page. And I saw him screwing that woman in your bed. I'll see it forever. Dad and her looking at me. That image. That memory. It rapes me every single day. I kept their dirty secret. I tried to protect you. But you understand now that you didn't need to, right? I was a grown woman. It wasn't your place. So you're blaming me for not knowing that? I wanted, expected, deserved a normal family and not some kind of freak show. You have children. Maybe you'll understand. When Leslie was a little girl, everything had to be just so. His bath. Same time every day. Her bedtime, always the same story. Her food, I couldn't touch. Single mistake on her homework meant hours and hours of hysterics. Why are you talking to him and not me? I didn't very much like her as a baby. I loved her, but she was hard. All children are like sick people, invalids with special needs and diminished capacities, and she... My husband was a doctor. He couldn't handle her either. I took her to our doctor. I asked what I could do. First they said she'd grow out of it. And then they said some people are just born difficult. Talk to me! You can't blame Leslie. Why must our lack of a perfect life always be laid at someone's door? What about the sharp freeze in mid-May that kills the apple crop? Whose fault is that? Who do you blame? Maybe sometimes, Leslie. Things just happen. When your father and I decided to have children, we didn't know our obligations was to give each and every one of you a perfect life. We gave you food, shelter, baseball games, and singing lessons. We gave you more than we had. You all went to university. And you're all free now to go anywhere and do anything you want. So why aren't you happy? I think it's just because you don't want to be. Sorry, David and Jane. That conversation got X-rated pretty fast. Yeah, this is too grown up for you. You kids should go up to bed. That's a little like closing the gate after the dog has run away, isn't it, Mom? I'm staying here. Celeste... Why don't you go see someone? Maybe there's more going on than you think. Are you going to send care to see a shrink? Tell him to get treatment for his sexual aberration. That's what Dad used to call Oh, honey, I support two men in white coats. And one gives me happy pills. And yet, you are still a fucking fag. Ah, but not a fucking bitch. 
I go on vacations every single year, little girl, and have sex almost every night with a very attractive man who loves me very much. I'm very happy. In fact, I couldn't be happier. Come on, my love. Let's go on up to bed. Okay, come on, David and Jane. Show's over. Let's clear the table, and then you can go to bed as well. I made up the couches in the living room for you. We'll have things to do in the morning. Food and flower duty never ends. Sometimes I hate them all too, Aunt Les. Do you really think we're worse than other families? Bad brother, Letcher's dad, uh, some kind of mom? What about you? Don't forget my deranged little sister. Now I'm deranged. That's rich. Seriously, Les, can't we just have a real talk? About me being crazy? It's 20 years ago. You're 17. You have a party dress on. You spilt some milk on it and then ripped it to shreds while you were wearing it. You pulled out your hair by the handfuls. That's not exactly normal. What do you expect a normal person to do after years of abuse? No one in this house ever. Daddy only cared about... That was then. Does it really explain now? Even if Mom didn't hate it. I did. That doesn't count for something? That I minded? That I wanted a normal... <gasps> Dad didn't marry you. He married Mom. You know, it's all about what you want. And what he wants and what everyone else wants but me. I loved him so much when I was a kid. I was... I was this little girl and he was my world. And then I found him fucking that Harriet woman and I... Don't mind me. Uh, I just came back for the broom. Harriet? The one that used to play bridge? Yeah, Aunt Harriet. I was sick. He'd gone to school. Mom went to store. I heard noises. I walked in from them. She was in Mom's bed. He was over her and... What do you think, Mafia Dave? Oh, I, I think Aunt Les is right. You guys screwed her over. I'm four years older than she is. Care a few years younger. What did we do wrong? Not then, now. By not saying that she deserved better. Of course she did. We all did. So did Dad. Yeah. But I came out normal. So did Care. We knew Dad fucked around. We found a way to have lives. Dad, according to Mom, you screwed everything in skirts and Care. Well, he didn't have any easy road, did he? Aunt Les just hasn't adjusted as well to a non-standard situation. That is crap. Dad didn't leave the door open. Maybe he didn't lock it. It was careless, not criminal. And it's been decades. Hey, Aunt Les, remember when you took me and Jane down to the lake that day? Yeah, I do. I still have the photos of my desk at work. You guys, two are the best of us. I had a great time. I did, too. I missed you when you were gone. I thought when you stopped calling that it was because of me. But it wasn't. You still love me. It wasn't about you at all. Not even a little bit. Well, Aunt Les, I don't think your mom and dad's stuff was about you either. I think they loved you all the time. I was their daughter. It's different. Maybe not. 
mom and dad breaking up, that's not about me and Jane. That's mom and dad's deal. They love me. They love Jane. They just don't want to be married anymore. But you're paying the price. Just like I did when you stopped calling. Scene 7 Should we wake the kids? No, let them sleep. I heard them talking late last night. Look, this divorce thing, it's expensive, hard on the kids, and there's college to pay for. You think this is about money? I can't trust you, and I'm not wasting another minute of my life waiting for you. How can you say you can't trust me? I don't want your parents' version of a marriage. It's gross. What do you imagine happens when I go out with these women? Mostly it's a dinner and movie. Mm, and sometimes sex. Very, very rarely. Mostly I called him to do something not kid-related and not work-related. My life feels like a, a straitjacket sometimes. I'm sorry, but it does. Don't you feel that way? No. How can you not? I'm an adult. I accept that I have responsibilities and obligations. So do all the women I've had affairs with. They've made time to see me. Half a day here, an evening there. They aren't worse mothers or wives because of it. It's them stealing five minutes from their lifetime of service. Oh, so you wouldn't care if I saw other men? I'd be devastated because I want to spend time with you, and I can't get you out of the house. But, look, before we had kids, before we got married, you were a little girl. You read books and had notions. That little girl die when the kids were born? Where is she? She grew up. You know what? I've been enjoying our arguments so much, I really enjoy therapy. Suddenly, you're honest and direct and passionate. Suddenly, you want things for yourself. You tell me, every so often these days, about a world that isn't shaped by being my wife and the kid's mom. No, this isn't about what I've done. You keep thinking it's all about sex. Like there's some way to have it you and I haven't tried. There's not. Look around. It's about this ring of tombstones. No matter how good you are at taking care of me, yourself, the kids, we're all going to die. Don't say that. But between now and then, please, God, there's Paris and Kiev and Hong Kong. There's diving and skydiving and skiing. There are a hundred things we could be doing, a hundred moments we could be living, and we will get none of the minutes we waste back. I've been trying to find some of those minutes without you because I can't have them with you, but it has been impossibly hard. Is the funeral show still on? My God, I'm going to scream. Oh, the divorce show is still running too, I see. Wish I could find the remote. Well, if this were my family, the burial would be today. 24 hours. People in your family actually die. How odd. I was just telling Kara this morning in the shower, you people, you must just abandon your sick and elderly. I think people have been dying all along, and you guys just haven't been turning up to help out. Mom, you look better. Gray hair, little makeup. A black sweater and slacks. I look like a widow. 
I did abandon my mom. And she was a very rigid woman, and we didn't get on. I was nine months pregnant with Joe when she died. My two sisters and my big brother put her in the ground. I did attend Dad's funeral and my sister's, but Jerry, obviously, had no family funerals to go to. We believed that life was for living. Mrs. Bell, with due respect, without a few face-to-face encounters with the Grim Reaper, how can one decide how to live at all? People need to see other people die to know that time is running out. You seem like a very nice young man. I suppose I should have dragged the children to more funerals, but there's no guarantee. Hello. Yes, this is he. Huh? Can you wait one second? I wrote on the form that he was Jewish and he wasn't to be embalmed. Now, they're asking if we plan to inter him today. Why is everyone rushing through this process? This Tell is... them that will be fine. I haven't had time to call everyone. Everyone that really matters is here in town. If they want to see him buried, they'll find a way to turn up. What's going on? Funeral home wants to bury Dad today. Why not? Fine. What's the latest time? 5.30? That will be great. I think you skipped the part where we have a funeral service. You know, the part with the talking, people sharing what they remember. You've probably seen it in movies. Can't we do it at the cemetery? People like to sit down. People can come back here. We can do it after. That sounds nice. Could be a lot of people. He had a lot of patients. I've heard he was a good doctor. Thank you, Leslie. I'll make the calls. Thank you, son. I'm really tired of comforting people because my dad died. We still have to feed people, right? Yes, usually it's a buffet. I should start figuring out how to serve the food. Josh, will you speak at the gravesite? Whatever words his parents would have wanted. Would he want that? I'm a gay Jew. I think we can safely decide that Jerry's seen the error of his ways. What would make him most happy is to have us happy. Because life is for the living. Scene 8. Got dark fast. Always did out here. How many did he say? He said 50 or so. Why didn't you go? I don't know. You didn't want to, and I didn't care. Someone does have to finish setting up all the food and furniture. Are you really happy, Care? Very. Josh and I are to have a baby. We can work with a surrogate. We've decided to throw our lot in with the rest of humanity. I'm incredibly happy. I don't want to see someone. I don't want to talk about my life. I don't want to take pills. No one goes to the doctor because they want to, Leslie. They go to feel better. And if we could all make ourselves feel better without doctors, there wouldn't be any hospitals. The men in white coats would have 
tricks up their sleeves. I still pull my hair out when I get mad. Sometimes in a rage, it feels like my skin's on fire. It, it strikes me without warning. Destroys everything. What if, what if I'm really screwed up, Carrie? What if I can't get any better? Well, we will all love you just as much as we do now. You're not auditioning for it. You're already in the circus. So, if doctors really can't help you, you will have lost nothing. If they can, you'll have a whole new life. Imagine that. A whole new life filled with wonderful things. Yeah. How do I find a good one? Ah, my God. I'm so glad to hear you ask. Scene nine. Harriet, eh, just come to the house. You have a right to be here. No one blames you. Mom. Quiet. I'm on the phone. I need you here. Jerry's gone, your husband's gone, and all our kids are all grown up. Who are we hiding from? Might as well let another cat out of the bag. Come. Please? There's really not much to do in a small town. You and Harriet? Well, for decades, occasional lovers. It's not something we talked about. Not everything has to be said. I like Christina. I hope you don't get a divorce. We have the kids. She'll always be around. I'd like her to be happy. I'm surprised you're so relaxed. Is that how it seems? I've just given up. We decided to get married together. We'll have to decide to get divorced together if that's what she really wants. People have things they care about, things they believe. Maybe our marriage wasn't meant to last forever. Does that make it a failure? Driving around today, she started talking about the Mediterranean. She's always wanted to see Rome, and she read about some places to dive that have underwater cities. <laughs> I don't think she's discussing how she'll spend the alimony. But I don't know. Is it fun not knowing what happens next? It's wonderful. Afterward. A word from the playwright Nancy Fulton. 
Every funeral is an unplanned occasion thrown together under terrible circumstances by people in shock and mourning. No one involved in burying their dead can fail to recognize their own mortality or confront the course their life has taken to date. In this play about the death of a philandering family patriarch in a small town, characters reveal shocking secrets and struggle to decide if, when, and how they will ever see one another again. This moment marks the end of who each character is and allows us to understand who they will become. Dining with the Dead features eight characters. Margaret, fragile in her early 70s, is the new widow. Joe in his mid-40s, father of teens. His wife, Tina, is an early 40s woman who has always done her best to be a good mom. David, their son, is about 16, and he's working hard to look tough. Tina, 15, is a sister. She dresses younger than her years, and like she just went to church this morning. Kara is Margaret's late 30s son, and Josh is his mid-30s gay lover. Leslie, in her late 40s, is Margaret's unmarried daughter. To learn more about this work or to license the play for live production, please visit www.audioiron.com.